The Mind Aware, 229. Ready, fire, aim. I can do anything I want with my life and no one can stop me. Once you shift these habits and you do it long enough, it becomes so easy and natural. I am on a ball in outer space. I bet you try salad tomorrow for breakfast after hearing this. Get a tattoo on your forehead that says shift your focus. It'll make it so easy. Music comes from the space between the notes. Bam. That's it. No truer words have been spoken. I love it. What kind of business do you want? Do you want a brick and mortar or do you want a click and order? I want people to practice good legal hygiene. I'm a foodie too. Hello everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware and welcome. So you know how we talk about thinking positively and you know how we talk about saying positive mantras and making an intentional, let's use the word effort here because you see where I'm going with this, making an intentional effort to think positive thoughts. Well, as you know, because you're brain trainers, sometimes, more often than not, in fact, the best way to be successful is to do that opposite of efforting, right? To relax, to chill out, to trust, to know that things are working out for you, and better yet, to enjoy what's going on in your life right now. Well, have I ever got a special guest for you? Today, I am talking to Roger Houston. He is the author of Dropping the Struggle. And I bet you can't wait to hear about that because you know what? It's the seven ways that you can learn to love the life that you have. So, hi, Roger. Hi, good to be with you, Dana. Well, I absolutely love the total concept and the idea of loving the life that you have, because really that's what it's about for me anyway, having more joy in the moment and just being happy with where I am. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came about to write this book? Well, yes, you know, uh, I mean, I'm someone who over my lifetime have struggled quite a lot because I'm a human being and basically all of us struggle, don't we, in one way or another. In fact, we even struggle to come out of the womb. So, it's not that struggle, you know, is something bad and, and never has a place. It does have a place at times. I mean, anyone who's been through college knows there are times when you have to struggle to get the work done or, you know, if you're a tennis player, you have to at times, you know, struggle to do more practice than you'd want to do. But I, you know, come to realize that the things that matter really most to me are never achieved through struggle. What are the things that matter most to me? Well, love, meaning, meaning and purpose, the willingness to accept change, because change is the way life is, is how it is, the willingness to see, to drop the struggle to have a perfect life. You know, to have all my ducks in a row. Because basically, over a lifetime, I've come to see that there's no way I can have all my ducks in a row. It's just the way it is, being human, that things just are not perfect. We don't live in a perfect world. Not only that, I'm not perfect. So, I've really come over the last few years to 
really embrace what I previously would would have seen as imperfections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both in myself and in other people, and in life, you know, because stuff happens, doesn't it, all the time. I want to quickly read a, a great little excerpt of a poem, and the poem is called Relax, by Ellen Bass. And she begins this poem by saying, bad things are going to happen. No matter how many vitamins you take, how much Pilates, you will lose your keys and your hair, and your memory, your wallet will be stolen. You'll get fat, slip on the bathroom tiles of a foreign hotel and crack your hip. You'll be lonely. Oh, taste how sweet and tart the red juice is, how the tiny seeds crunch between your teeth. So she's saying, look, look, this is what happens in a human life. You know, and the more we're able to open to that uh, and not struggle against it and try and make everything absolutely perfect, the the happier we're going to be. I I agree. I totally agree. There's a real peace in that, isn't it? There's a peace in being happy with what is. And so I want to ask you a couple of questions around that. The first one being, let's say somebody's listening and they're thinking, but I don't like the way things are. And it sounds to me like what you're saying is that I should not strive to change this because I'm not happy with the way things are and they would be better if I changed them. What would you say to that? Well, that's a great question because that's really, it's really important. I do not mean for one moment that you lie back and do nothing and say, oh, well, it's all in the stars, you know, we'll just see what happens. No. But one accepts and, and embraces the feeling one has inside at the moment and the outer circumstance as part of the whole picture. And you may be feeling inside that there are things that can be done to improve the outer situation. Well, that is a part of your present moment experience. This is part of the life you have. This feeling, you know, things can be better. That's part of this life that you have in this moment. Now, you can either gradually move towards doing what is possible, or you can panic and struggle towards what is possible. And, you know, in my experience, it it really generally works better to gradually move toward what you think is possible. However, and this is important, You know, our suffering, that is our unhappiness, really is caused by wanting things we do not have, or wanting life to be different than what it is, or not wanting life to be how it is now. Okay, so that that is really the the source of our suffering. So do we not want to change? Yes. But the suffering or the difficulty comes not from wanting to make something better. The difficulty or the unhappiness comes when we're so invested in an end result. The truth is we do not know how things are going to turn out and we will do the best we can. But it's a mystery the way things turn out. Often it looks terrible and ends up being wonderful. 
On the other hand, it looks wonderful and ends up being terrible. How many marriages have ended like that? <laughs> great example, actually. It's true. That's a great example. I love it. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a wonderful talk with Roger Houston. Make sure and check out his book over on Amazon, Dropping the Struggle. The seven, let me give you the exact title, Dropping the Struggle, Seven Ways to Love the Life You Have. Check him out on Amazon and get that. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask him, is what he's really saying just the joy in the journey? Is that what this is? Let's find out. We'll be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? Trainyourbrainu.com. That's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome back. We are talking to Roger Houston, and you can find his book over on Amazon, Dropping the Struggle, Seven Ways to Love the Life You Have. You know, we've been talking about, I guess, giving up resistance, I would say. You know, he made a really interesting point before the break where what he said was that you're going to move through life, and you can move through life either, you know, just taking your time, getting there, relaxing in, taking those steps toward it, enjoying the process, or you can struggle and get there. And it really is your choice, which you choose. And so it sounds to me like what you're saying then, Roger, is this is really about enjoying the journey or enjoying more of the moments as you go. Yeah, maybe I should have called the book that. I mean, that's a great title. Yeah. <laughs> Joy in the journey. You've got it, Dana. That's it. Absolutely. But I would say something else as well. Yes, it is joy. We can have joy in the journey of our life when we're fully in where we are now rather than having our mind constantly two miles ahead of us, pulling us down the road. So where our life is unfolding and we can have I think two responses. One is the joy of it all, but the other is curiosity. Just being, I wonder how this is going to unfold. I wonder what's going to happen next. You know, I think I'll move this way. And what will life do when I make that step? Yeah, actually, that loops right back around to what we were talking about before the break, too, because I think what people wonder when they hear this is they think, but how do I stop that voice in my head? How do I stop the struggle? How do I quiet my mind? How do I enjoy it? And I think you gave a really good technique, and you probably didn't mean it even to be a technique, but the idea really is be present and stay in a moment of wonder about what's happening now, how it's going to unfold. It's almost more like you become a witness to your life then 
rather than somebody who's out there trying to make it happen every minute of every day, you know? This is, oh, this is perfect, Dana, yes. And let's, let's get specific here, you know, how do you become present? How do you let go of the chatter in your head that is driving you like a mad woman, you know, towards you don't know where? Well, what is always present, moment to moment, is the body. And so I would, for me, rather than mantras in the head and positive thoughts in the head, which are quite honestly are just more thinking, it's just more thought, what is always present is the body. So I bring my attention to a specific part of my body. The hands, for example, especially if I'm driving a car. So I'm on the freeway, there's lots of traffic, I'm 10 minutes late, right? So normally my mind will be at the other end of the freeway, already sitting in the office that I'm meant to be going to, and my hands are gripping that steering wheel like this, you know, because my mind is pulling me. However, if I bring my attention into my hands. Now, by this, I don't mean think about with your hands. Become aware of the sensation in your hands. Fill your hands with sensation. What you're doing is you're bringing your attention down from your head into your hands. Your attention cannot be in two places at once. If your attention is in your hands, it's no longer going to be in your head you will find that your hands start to soften, loosen their grip on the steering wheel. And you will find that you will feel quieter and that you've stopped thinking about where you're going because bringing your sensation to your hands has brought you present to where you are. Very nice. Yeah, we're, I couldn't agree with you more. We're big believers in getting into your body. I couldn't agree more. So I think what you're saying then is quiet the chatter. And if you're going to use your mind, use your mind to focus, focus into your body, whether that be your hands, whether it be in your breathing, whether yeah. it be in your chest, whether it be yeah. dropping your shoulders or loosening your face. You know, yes. direct your mind into your body because then what happens is that's where your focal point is and it, and it brings you present. I like that. I like that. Very, very nice. I like that. And frankly, it's an easy thing that anybody can do right now. Anytime, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah, it almost feels like that's the practice. If you do it more times throughout the day, you get more and more present. It gets easier to drop the struggle because you're more yeah. focused in the present moment because really our struggle all, almost always has to do with either regret about the past or worry about the future, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It does. And so the more we become present, the more the past and the future uh, stop dominating us. You know, It's a wonderful thing to do as well if you're in a meeting. You're sitting in a meeting, you know, maybe the meeting's getting a little tense. Um, but if you can just remember to bring your attention while you're there in that meeting, for example, to your feet on the ground and feel your feet on the ground, 
you will bring an air of calm into that meeting that was not there before. And you'll be grounded. Exactly. <laughs> grounded in the ground. you like roots going right into the ground. And that's the purpose of, of bringing your attention to the feet. It grounds you. Yeah, I like in that. Fact, any, any part of the body, if you bring attention to it, will ground you. Nice. Good stuff. Very good, Roger. Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed this. Great. It's a great pleasure. I told I'm sure it would be. I was sure it would be. <laughs> and, it's, and it is. I was sure it would be, too. I really enjoy you. Thank you so much. Everybody, that's Roger Houston. Go out and check out his book on Amazon, Dropping the Struggle. Let's do it. Let's drop the struggle. And you get this, right? You get what he's saying here. The idea is get present to your own life. It's so easy to drop the struggle when you start to realize that the things are really important, love and time and change. And you know what? You don't have to be perfect. The more we can enjoy the journey and drop the struggle and relax into our own bodies and be present, the better life gets. And frankly, just like Roger said, the easier it gets. You start to move towards those things without having to feel that resistance and stress. And guess what? You can do this today. You can start right now. And we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. I never learned anything while I was talking. Ready, fire, aim. Don't force it to happen. Be open to it happening. Deeply connecting with the value you bring. I'm a foodie, too. Good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from bad judgment. Well, okay, I'll bite. Where is it that you're willing to go?